Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Not Without My Sister, where for once I am without my sister, but I am with my husband, Brandon Wallace, very special guest. Delighted to be making his Not Without My Sister debut, aren't you? Uh, ecstatic. <laughs> Have you always dreamed of being on this podcast in particular? Not any podcast, this podcast. Definitely this one. A hundred percent. Like, I can't imagine any other podcast I'd rather be on. You would 100% rather be on Dungeons and Daddies <laughs> than be on this podcast. Yes, or My Brother, My Brother and Me, or The Glass Cannon. Or I'd say you'd actually prefer to be on the fucking Joe Rogan experience. Mm, maybe sit in the sideline and just watch him. Scream lunacy. If you got asked to go on Joe Rogan, you would 100% go on Joe Rogan. I, I would assume it's to make fun of me for some point, so I would say no. Nobody could ever make fun of you. You do it... You No, your sister, your sister does a better job than you do. But she's meaner than you are. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to say, but that is wonderful. What did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say she's just like smarter than I am, so she does better slagging. But instead you said she was meaner, so that's, that's better for me. Like, I mean... Anyway, listen, she's not even here. Let's not talk about her. <laughs> she is currently at home, laid up, sick, with two of her children who are also sick. I genuinely think that's what happens when you have that many children. If we have another child, that's what's going to happen. The one child will be sick at all times. Well, good news is we have this one, and he's... I'd hate to spoil it by having another one. I actually did say that to somebody the other day. He's such a good baby. Yeah. That if we have another baby, there's no way another baby would be yeah, as good it's as like, this baby. It's like William was a great baby. Finn, you see what happens. Finn's not a baby anymore. He basically is a baby. <laughs> anyway, listen, I, I tend to try and steer away from talking about Finn and William because they're not... Oh, 
but you're here, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say they're not my my kids technically. You know what I mean? So like I don't want to talk about them that much in the I podcast. Mean, William did say you were a great mom. Oh my god, in the card. he did. William made me a very secret letter with his Harry Potter stationery. <laughs> like I walked in on him writing it, and he looked like I was I was quite worried because I was like, oh my god, what's he writing? Like is he writing some satanic verse? He was like, I'm, I'm writing a letter, and then he handed it to me later on. It just says, Miss McCabe, you are a good mom, William. Yes. No love, William, though. It could have, I mean, he could have made it that much better. Okay, I didn't even notice that. I thought it was really cute. <laughs> anyway, the thing that I thought we would talk about is us and how we met and what you thought of me and, and what it's like being an American. Because, I, I mean, we talk a lot about what it's like being Irish in America. What's it like being an American married to an Irish person? An American and an Irish person? Liam, take that out. <laughs> That's incredibly <laughs> rude. <laughs> Mom, he didn't mean that. No, not figuratively. No, you mean not literally. No, no, both. Oh, Jesus. Okay, but like, what's it like? What's, I mean, what are, what are the differences that you notice? Um, the big one, uh, at least for me, is the sense of humor. Maybe the dry sense of humor. Um, and maybe you just get it from your mom and dad. Because they both have very dry sense of humor. I'd say your sister more than you. Um, she's meaner. No, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I told one. you, I told you, I, I'm always worried with your sister because I'm never sure if she's being serious or not, because there are times when she is so deadpan. Yeah. But see, I would look at that as like, she's so good at it. She's so good at her sarcasm that, yes. that there's no difference between her sarcastic voice and her normal voice or yes. her sarcastic face and her normal face. And it, so um, sometimes she says things to me as well. And I'm like, are you being serious? <laughs> yeah, I know. And then you, it takes a beat. She, she needs like a sarcasm font. I know, and she gave out to me the other day, she was like, you're so fucking literal. Like, I'll say things to you that are clearly, like, clearly I'm being facetious. And I'm like, there's no clearly about it. That's the problem. Well, you, on the other hand, are much easier to read. Because you can't keep a secret. Um, oh. And you tell everybody everything. And it, it all comes out in your facial expressions. Well, like it does. Like, trying, tr- you trying to tell someone a lie is Vinny trying to hide the fact he ate that Indian the one time. And it was all over his paws. I mean... It's basically the same thing. I've talked about this before when I came downstairs and Vinny had eaten my chicken tikka masala and was just there with like orange, neon orange sauce all over his little white paws. Idiot. But what did you think when you first met me? Like in terms of the difference between Midwestern women so, and you okay. know what I mean? Um, I, there was a statement I made very early on um, because it was very... In the Midwest, you have to understand, it is abnormal to be in your 30s and not married oh, <laughs> or yeah. divorced. This here we go. So I remember I asked a question. It seemed totally normal at the time. Is so, something in the, the sort of how does it feel to be in your thirties and not married yet? That's exactly what you said. And I didn't mean it in like a mean way. It's more like here. How does it feel to be on the shelf, you yeah, spinster yeah. bitch? <laughs> you old hag. <laughs> <laughs> blow blow, blow like. the dust off. I was before we'd even met you're lucky that i went on that date was it before we met yeah i think it was on the phone because i think we talked on the phone before we met mm, didn't we that was your other boyfriend <laughs> no no i think we talked or maybe it was texting but i think it was you definitely asked texting. Me... So i don't think we ever talked on the phone oh okay well then I, because because i remember you asking me this and i was standing in my sister's back garden and i remember mm-hmm. looking up at the sky and being like what the fuck yeah you were just so surprised by my my bluntness i think i just wrote back what the fuck didn't i mm, no mm. You, you were nicer back then Oh, I was trying really hard to make you like me. Yeah. Pathetic. Very. I've stopped now. Yeah. Thank God. I'm, I'm the same person I was 
that back then. So, but like, what age were you when you got married? Oh God, twenty three. And like that wasn't young for you and your friends, sure it wasn't. No, it was about average. I mean, yeah, I'd say so. That was about average age. And like looking back on it now, does it feel like you were very young then? If you know what I mean. Oh, hundred percent. Like the amount of things I've learned <laughs> since in, you met me. Yes, since you met me, uh, since I've met you, is night and day. I can comfortably say at twenty four, I was. I, well, okay, I'm still not a mature adult. I was more immature. Oh my god! We were flicking through Netflix yesterday, <laughs> and came. It was Amazon Prime. No, Amazon Prime. Oh, this Amazon looked like the best movie in the world. And came across a movie called Lamageddon. Lamageddon, about a killer llama from space. And I was reading my book, like some. Uh, I actually can't remember what it's called. What is it called? It's like the third in a series of basically rom coms that I've been reading because I really miss a rom com. It hasn't been a good rom com in a while. Anyway, I was reading my book. And I, I just, it was, I was like jolted out of my fantasy world by you literally just laughing. <laughs> uncontrollably. At this like stupid oh, fucking looked, llama with red so eyes. It looked so good. The llama with red eyes was laser peopling to death. Laser peopling. They were lasering la- lasering people. people to death. And why didn't you watch it? Then if you thought it looked so great. Because I knew once I started watching it, it wouldn't be. That's the kind of one you need to watch when you're slightly drunk or with one of your friends. Yeah, you definitely have to have friends there to enjoy that. Because by yourself, it's like, oh, this movie is so great. And your friends watch it by themselves. Like, that was fucking stupid. You know you should watch that with your brothers. Oh, my God, yes. That would be the Holy perfect shit, movie yes. to watch with your brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great idea. It'll be a Christmas tradition. But if, like, if, say, William or Finn in their early 20s now decided to get married, do you think you would be like, hmm. oh, totally fine? Or do you think you would advise them to wait? Do you know what um, I mean? Because it's very much a Midwestern thing, isn't it? Like, when I yeah. first moved here and I joined Bumble BFF um, in an attempt to make friends, cue the sad violin music, I remember everybody I came across who was, like, the same age as me and had the same interests had, like, either was divorced or was married and had, like, two or three kids. And some of them had 12-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And I was going, this is fucking nuts. I would... I would not. You um, would not what? I don't think I would advise them to wait. Because um, it wouldn't matter. It would be like, you have a friend who asks for advice when they're dating somebody. You say, and you give them advice that is definitely sound and 100% correct. And they're like, eh, fuck off. I'm going to do what I want. No, we talked about this recently on the podcast. And I was like, when somebody's dating somebody, unless you are sure they're going to break up, you never give them advice. Like, you just give them comfort and reassurance because they will always, like, basically what happens is you, you tell someone he's a dickhead, dump him. And then they stay with him and you get dumped. Because it's too awkward then. Do you know what I mean? But they come back when they dump them. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, but what if they never dump them? Then it's just awkward. You've then lost your friend. Are they really a friend at that point? But what I'm saying is, so like, if, if William at the age of 21 just, oh my God, I can't actually imagine William being even remotely mature at the age of 21. He's going to be like... <laughs> he'll be there watching Lamageddon with me. <laughs> he'll be like 45 before he's ready to move out. Like, I can't imagine you saying to him, don't marry that person and him not taking it personally. You're like any kid, you know what I mean? Like, or like any 20 something that you then would be pissed off. You'd be like, my dad well, didn't want me to get married. I He's think, not supportive. So I think the difference would be, so when I got married, my dad was never one to, mind you, I love my dad to death. He is a great person and he's always there when I ask him to be. He's there when I don't ask him to be. I feel um, a boat coming. But <laughs> he was never one to be very emotional or give you kind of life advice. He was always like, okay, you fuck it up. No big deal. You'll, you'll learn. I think I have learned from that. And I, would, I wouldn't I would advise him to wait. I just I would give him tips, I think, on stuff. If he really wants it to last, 
on what he could do that I did wrong. What would those tips be? I mean, this isn't where I thought we were going I mean, with this don't, episode. Don't but marry like... an Irish woman. Because um, <laughs> you'll you'll be part of their their family. You never know what to expect. Their dry humor. You might just you might you might offend them someday and not even know it. But but you know you know what as well. Like I feel like from my point of view, there's always a worry that I'm going to offend someone. Because remember when I first met your mom. And we went up to visit her with the boys. Oh, yeah, and you said that William's a brat? No, 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 I said the two of them. I said, so like, like the two of them were running around or something, and we said, guys, it's time to come in, and they just, like, pelted off across the, across the garden, and I went, God, brats, or something. Like, totally lighthearted, and your mom was like, I don't think she likes the boys. Mm. But I feel like that's a very American, like, like, I feel like, to your point about us being very dry, I feel like Americans are very literal. So, like, you say something, and you mean, you mean I, what you say. Well, like it's, when, when it comes to certain things... She also has to take you for face value because I think it's easier to assume someone is being truthful versus sarcastic. Because if you assume they're sarcastic and they're definitely being serious, I think it's worse. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I suppose for me, I feel like this applies, like, I'm trying to think of there are definitely other situations where I've said something kind of just like lighthearted or joking and I've been taken super seriously because like like I'm always kind of I get really awkward as well in cues and stuff where like at, at at checkouts and I'll say something and the checkout person will be like oh oh like like for example like I'm a target and they'll go did you find everything you wanted and, and I'll say actually no like deadpan and I'll have a hundred things in my cart and they're like oh what did you not find and well, I'm like no, that, no, I'm that's kidding. their job though it's different yeah, but like it's obvious I'm joking. No, well, listen, it's when when your first conversation topic is critical race theory, you're you're bound to have people who take you literally. That was an accident. Brandon is referring to a big boo-boo I made at the optometrist last week when I was just so stupid. The we were talking about Texas and I said, like, my brain just went, Texas, what things do you know about Texas? And I was like, I was listening to this podcast called South Lake based in Texas and it's about what happened in a school district when they started bringing up critical race theory. And the next thing you know, my very white elderly male dentist had used the N-word. And basically what he was saying was, you know, the most controversial word in America is this word that he just said. Like, I'd never heard anyone say that word before in my life. So it wasn't my fault, actually. It was his fault. But, I mean, I brought it there. But, wait, that's absolutely not the point. This is another thing. <laughs> Americans and their, their heritage. Remember when, so on Brandon's Tinder profile, in one of his photographs, he's wearing a kilt. Mm-hmm. And I assumed he was going to a costume party, which I assumed actually for a month until somebody said to me, one of your friends said, has he worn his kilt yet? Yeah. And I was like, no, like, well, like what occasion would he have to wear his kilt? And whatever, they were like, whatever I want. I know. And then you wore it to lunch one day mm. or to dinner in, in La Margarita. You did. And then, and then I asked you what's with the kilt and you were like, I'm Scottish. No. Okay. That was more in jest. Like I, I don't actually wear it because I have a possible Scottish heritage. Why do you wear it? Because it's breezy. Because it's, yeah. It's breezy. It's comfortable. You ever go up to the urinal and have to go pee and just lift it up? It's great. Hang on, so you don't wear underwear with it? I mean, sometimes I don't. I assumed you did, like a normal person. No, no, Not no. a normal person. Like, as in, I feel like Scottish men who wear kilts and they wear those, like, bags to weigh them down or whatever they're called, and they're allowed to not wear underwear. But you're not a Scottish person and you're not wearing a kilt as part of your culture, so I feel like you should wear underwear. That's where I draw the line about underwear and kilts. Well, you don't get to say what line that is, do you? Because you're not no. Scottish. Well, but I'm your wife. I feel like as your wife, I should be allowed to tell you when you can and cannot wear underwear. And actually all the time is when you can wear underwear and never is when you can not wear underwear. Fair. Out of the house. Out of the house. <laughs> Deal. And like, what do you think? Have you ever had any concerns about 
because like my mom is always saying that you need to be careful when like marrying into or having a relationship with a different culture because there are kind of certain cultural divides and certain kind of like the sense of humor um if i was married to someone from no because we're, we're still both white cultures like there's not a huge difference besides small things there's not a huge difference no excuse me Irish is a very specific and unique culture that you do not even remotely understand. You and your bland food options. And your our hot history summer of, days. Excuse me. Our history of oppression. <laughs> our love of talking about the weather. The joy we feel when the sun shines. You'll never know what that's like. Because it's always sunny. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like You'll never know what it's like to come out of 71 days straight of, of, of rain and suddenly have it be like 20 degrees outside, which is what, like 65, and be like, oh my God, we're going to the beach. No, it's freezing. You'll never know what that's like. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, that's a culture you cannot understand. <laughs> don't act like we have the same culture. We don't. Like that's not, offensive. It's it's it, like your culture to mine is like chimpanzees DNA to humans. Like ninety eight percent the same. Chimpanzees DNA to you, maybe. <laughs> no, but I suppose I mean more like, I mean there are certain things. You know what? Like the longer I'm in America, the more I realize culturally there are actually way more differences. Like I don't think I will ever fully understand how the American political system got the way it is. I mean, I know you don't understand either, but like, you know, like I won't fully understand the kind of like incredible loyalty Americans feel okay, towards their let's, parties. Let's, let's be clear or... here though. Let's be clear. Most Americans my age don't know either. They just claim they do. Like, oh, my, my family goes back to the Revolutionary War. Yeah, no one gives a shit. Doesn't everyone's family go back to the Revolutionary no. War? No. My, all my family's European. I have no family members past like four generations that live here in the United States. Oh, I, when was the Revolutionary War? Like 1776 or oh, something like I that. I thought it was like, never mind. <laughs> it's just like, like let's just drive to Oregon. No big deal. No, Isn't was, it right I, next to Illinois? I was going to drive to British Columbia that time <laughs> yeah. to get my eyebrows done. I was telling somebody about that the other day as well. Oh, it's just, it makes no sense to me that they call it the Midwest. It's not even remotely in the West and it's not even in the middle. It's in the East. It was in the Midwest when they originally created it and it just stuck. Well, it's because they didn't know the rest of America was there, isn't that it? Yeah, so so basically it's more Midwest to you than it is to me. Because you didn't know most America existed when you came over. That's, that's what I'm saying. I believed, like, I believed the name Midwest because Americans are gen generally very literal. So it's like, they, surely they wouldn't call something the Midwest if it wasn't the Midwest. The way they call a shirt a button-up. We get it, it has buttons. No, what? A shirt. So like, we call a button-up a shirt. Yeah. Like a shirt or a dress shirt or a blouse. And you call it a button-up. A button-up shirt. Or just a button-up. I've heard I'm, it just called button-up. Who calls it just a button-up? I don't know. That's not the point. The point is, why do you even need to call it a button-up shirt? Because you need to specify. Like why? Because somebody might think, the, might think the buttons go down or sideways? No, no. It's like, it's it's if you tell me, hey, just wear a shirt and dress pants. Like, okay, is that like a polo shirt? Is it a t-shirt? If I wanted you to wear a t-shirt, I would say t-shirt. And I never want you to wear a polo shirt. I hate polo shirts. I'm wearing a polo shirt right now. I know. I hate it. It's making me want to gag. Ah. I can't even look at you. Good. I'll start wearing more often. <laughs> I'll, wear, I'll wear over my face and my, my whole body. I'll get a polo pants. <laughs> With your kilt and no underwear. Yeah, just show exactly. me. Just show you. Despite my Irish wife. So what did you think when we first met? Um, That you were basically the way you explain yourself. Like there was no real big surprises besides like oh, No the sense fact of mystery that, whatsoever. Yeah, well, no. Um, oh. I was surprised you never tried Mountain Dew. That Mountain Dew is what he's Mountain saying there. Dew. It's a drink. It's a delicious drink. Thank you very much. It's a bit like uh, if TK Lemonade had 
was on drugs, basically. Was, very sweet. And I was very excited because you like chicken wings, which I found out was apparently a lie. No, no, I do episodes. like chicken wings. I do like chicken wings. I just... You know what's funny now? Like, I wonder if I started online dating again now. Like, if we got divorced and I went online dating, would I still go for my man-baiting lies or would I be more true to my... I'd like to think I'd be more true to myself. But, like, definitely, yeah, when I was online dating, I mean, I was clever. I was tailoring my content to the audience. So I was thinking to myself, what do men like? So like chicken you're, wings you're, and Star Wars. You were catfishing everybody. No, because I do like chicken wings and Star Wars. I just happen to like my chicken wings boneless now that I've discovered them. <sighs> you, mean, you mean chicken nuggets. I used to like chicken wings with the bones in, and then I discovered the boneless ones. Maybe I got put off by that day we went for chicken wings with my dad, and we watched him lick <laughs> every single bit of <laughs> buffalo sauce off his fingers. It's like a cat cleaning himself. Oh, it was awful. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> so I don't, no one noticed besides I saw it first, and I started laughing. And then you noticed. Well, but by the time... No, no, I noticed you laughing. But by the time I noticed you laughing, there were tears streaming down your face. And he was literally across the table. He was like a burlesque oh, dancer taking off his gloves. Poor Claire. She didn't even notice. Well, she noticed afterwards. Well, only, yeah, only because you pointed it out. She would have been blissfully ignorant. Mm-hmm. So the first time it was... The first time we went out with your parents, they got drunk and wine. Oh, we went to Country Heritage. Yeah. Your mom, was your mom... Did your dad's face get all... No. No, my mom's face got all right. Yeah. Yeah, one glass of wine. She was down. That's actually not. I mean, that's a bad, bad, exact. Like that's a bad representation of Irish people because Irish people can gen generally drink more than that. My parents are bad from that point your, of view. Your parents are bad Irish people. My parents are misleading. My parents are not like <laughs> exemplary Irish people when it comes to alcohol. I mean, to be fair, I also get drunk off one one glass of wine. So. I know, which is ridiculous. What height are you? Six foot six. Yeah. And you literally have one glass of wine. And you're drunk. I mean. Tipsy. One big glass of wine. One big glass like of wine a, that tastes like lemonade. Like a mega pint. As it's not a mega say. It's just like a glass. A glass of sweet <laughs> Christmas wine. Yeah, why do you want dry, gross wine? I don't want dry, gross wine. I just don't want wine that tastes like bubblegum. Why? It's better that way. If I, if I want to drink something, it's not going to taste like ass. It's going to taste like a sweet this strawberry. Is, Americans have to ruin everything. They can't just be like, you know what? Wine. I'm going to get an appreciation for wine. They're like, you know what? Wine needs to taste more like candy. Yeah, because we, we, like we like to push it towards kids. So, here, William, try this strawberry drink. Have you tried anything? I'm trying to think, like, what are the Irish things? Have you tried anything Irish? I deboned the turkey. That was Irish. No, no, but, like, what I mean is any Irish foods or anything that my mom has sent over. Have you tried anything that you've liked? Yeah, I mean, all she's ever really sent over is chocolate, though. <laughs> but um, remember my friend Kira sent over the, the scone mix? Those are pretty good, yeah. They were nice, weren't they? Then the, the rust cookies that they, you, your mom sent. Oh, uh, rusks. Yeah, the yeah. rusks. I ate those. I ate the one. I actually enjoyed it. Oh my God, I was about to say, which means those? You're not supposed to be eating those. <laughs> I'm over there in the corner eating them. Crumbs They're everywhere. for Atlas. I also can't believe you ate that after Atlas had like basically sucked along Listen, the sides of it. Listen, I ate half a marshmallow from my cat's mouth. Do you really think a half-eaten cookie from my son bothers me? I would really like if someday you would be ashamed of that. No, I don't waste food. My marshmallow's not food. You're acting like this is like... Like 10 calories you really needed. I don't waste food. No, no. When they're delicious calories, I do need them. Ugh. If it was something gross, like a raw like potato. Like a marshmallow. No, marshmallows My are mom delicious. eats raw potatoes. Have I said that to you before? What? <laughs> well, she's, well, she's making chips, right? So she'll be slicing up the potatoes. And the next thing you know, you'll just see her lob one in her Why? mouth. Why? I don't know. That's gross. I don't know. Claire, I think you, we need, you need to explain this to me next I time we see each other. I think it's just a habit. I don't think she particularly likes the taste of raw potato. My sister eats raw hamburger. Well, that's like steak tartare. Yeah, she'll eat like just ground beef. She'll be cooking it and like take little, little handfuls, not handfuls, like 
finger falls. But that's and... not good for you. What about the Listen, E. coli that, that's risk? That's the least of my worries for my sister. Ooh. Has she always done that? <laughs> yeah. She used to eat cat food too when she was a kid. Does she have low iron? I mean, I don't know. Maybe she has like pica. Or isn't that what it's called when you have like a thirst for blood? Some some women get it when they're pregnant. No, it's called... Uh, Dra- it happened Bella Dra- in Twilight. Draculitis. <laughs> <laughs> A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. What are, what are your impressions of Ireland? From me. I feel like they're not great. Um, that everyone's all in one big city. What? Yeah, everyone lives in Dublin. Well, most, I mean, most of the good It's always raining. Or Cork. Have, have I mentioned Cork? Yeah, you mentioned Cork wasn't a very good area. Shut up, I did not say that. I never said Cork was not a good area. Cork is... Anybody from Cork <laughs> listening to this? Cork is a good area. I never said Cork was a bad area. The food sounds like there is... Well, Irish food sounds gross, but the amount of different different cultures of food like the the spanish or indian the options are much bigger than they are here Span- i don't think we have a lot of spanish options it's tapas tapas oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah sorry same. i was like what's what? spanish i was just thinking um, of paella it sounds well and you also have more you have more access to different types of food i mean look I, the only reason he thinks irish food sounds awful is a because i complain about things here being too sweet so he then assumes that irish food is very bland but also b beatrice lent me this Dorina allen book was Dorina allen yeah about like traditional irish food and it was 90 percent awful it was both awful and awful it looked disgusting 
didn't cook anything from. Do you remember it was all like tripe and stuff? Do you remember oh, I was like no. lamb stomach? I, I was reading out all the... Vaguely. It just it was so gross. But anyway... I probably blocked it out. Well, I have never had any of those foods. Those are not necessarily traditional Irish foods. I mean, like, it says in the book it's traditional Irish. There are some really amazing Irish restaurants that basically are kind of like farm to table and like play on, re on like recipes that have been handed down. Well, like we have a really strong uh, like meat, like really, really good meat, really good seafood, delicious fresh vegetables... Yeah, see, that's the difference here is that you can get all that, but you're going to pay a lot more uh, because it's not as readily available. And how, how many people are in Ireland altogether? Five million now, I think. So how many people in the United States? Well, let's just say Indiana, for that matter. Too many. I, mean, I don't know how many yes. people are in Indiana, do you like, know? I want to say Indy has, like, Indianapolis, has like half a million? No, that sounds really big. Maybe it's like 250,000. No, it's 250,000 in, in... Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne. So maybe there's like half a million people in Indianapolis. So that's a tenth of your population? Yeah. In a rather small city in the United States? Mm. So in order to feed that many people, you're not going to be able to get all fresh vegetables and... Well, when when it's corn season, we can get delicious corn on the corner. That's corner true. Corner corn. Oh, I love sweet corn. <sighs> yeah, that's really good here. You take, you take sweet corn and soak it in sugar water. Okay. And then grill it. Everything here is, has sugar. Everything. Like, honestly, whipped cream, add it, some sugar. It makes us sweeter as people. <laughs> That's why you're so sour all the time. That's bitchy. <laughs> I don't think it does actually make you sweeter <laughs> as people. Um, okay, so... I'm just spitting facts. So, okay, so, so, so your impressions are on there. Everyone lives in the same city. Mm -hmm. The food's very bland. Well, not, well, your food options are better. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. Um, everyone is slightly crazy because a warm summer day is a fall day to us i don't even know if it's a fall day i feel like a warm summer day in ireland could very well be like a day where we have a thaw here you know what i mean where it's like it's been snowing two days previously and then all of a yeah. sudden it's sunny and the snow it's is like melting 50 degrees and the sun's out time for shorts and tank tops time to go to the beach or vests as you would say which makes no sense to me oh please it's not let's not get onto the clothes again everyone's hardy that's the problem you're all weak here like, you couldn't stand to get into our, our sea and just take a swim. Hell no. Oh, and, and you're also refusing. Like, are you genuinely telling me that if we go home to Ireland next year, in the summer with the boys, you're not getting in, in they the sea? Would, they wouldn't get in the I'm sea. Saying you're, I'm not talking about them, I'm talking about you. I would get until the water almost touches my testicles. And then I would stop. Because they couldn't take it. I'm ashamed of you. You've really lowered Listen, the tone every, of our highbrow every, every, podcast. Every man who listens to will understand that. <laughs> the, the one man dad yeah, yeah. sorry <laughs> philip but he'll get it but yeah he'll he'll nod his head and be like yeah he does have a point he won't say it out loud because that would be embarrassing but he's thinking it the last time i went sea swimming was with my friend kira and we went to the 40 foot which is like this really common kind of sea swimming area in dublin and it took me so long to get into the water there now hold on down. a oh yeah mother sorry second. i'm shit like I'll you, do it, you, but it takes me ages. You give me so much shit for not getting in your sister's ice cube of a pool. Oh, please. That's different. Listen, if it was 35 degrees Celsius outside, I would get in that sea in seconds. What's 35 degrees Celsius? Like 80 degrees okay. Fahrenheit. Like, the difference... Or 85, maybe. But the dip... Actually, what did I say? 35? It's probably more like 100. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, if it was hot in Ireland, I would have no issue getting the sea. But it's, like, 70 degrees and the sea is fucking freezing. So it takes me a while. 
Well, like, well, first of all, the sea's freezing regardless. Yes, but what I'm saying is, the last time I went, I was standing on, so there's this like railing that you can hold on to to walk down, like mostly for the old people, but I was obviously holding on to it because I was terrified. And I had to keep stopping to let old people go past me. It's like, no, no, go, go ahead, go ahead. Sounds like a skit on YouTube. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm in your way. Oh my God, it was terrible. And, she, and we and also... this old granny with her walker just walks down next to you. Well, that was pretty much what it was like. But we brought Quill on because she likes to splash in the sea. Oh, is that when she like, jumped, in. jumped in and just ran right back out? Uh, no, but she did that before. But this was the time where we decided to bring her. And as soon as we got there, this woman was like, you're not allowed to have your dog off leash. We're like, oh, for God's sake. And then, so then as soon as you put her on the leash, she just barked nonstop. And then the two of us couldn't get into the water at the same time because we had to have her on well, the leash. What, what you do is you, you, you make sure to have Quill on right next to that person the entire time. <laughs> We'll teach her a lesson. The time that Quillon got in and just swam straight out is when myself and Claire went to the beach one day and we went in for a swim. It was actually a really busy day, but she was on the beach and she was watching us go in. You could see her getting more yeah. and more agitated and she obviously thought we weren't coming back. So she eventually decided to swim in like really fucking annoyed. Claire, like, swim, swim, Claire, swim, is, swim, is, swim, is swim. Claire the one you said would go swimming every day? Yes. Regardless? Yeah. She went swimming every day, every day over the winter. I think especially during lockdown and COVID and stuff, she found it really refreshing and like it was a reason to get out of the house and... She went with people because you can socially distance on swim, you know what I mean? I mean, all the power in the world to her, I guess. You should see this guy, like you, totally freaks out when I splash him with cold water in the mm-hmm. shower. You should not take it well. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so what else? We're all, we're all crazy. We all live in the same city. Bland food, but lots of options from other countries. Anything um, else? Great senses of humor. You're missing out the really intelligent no, love no, of poetry. I, I didn't miss. It's not, not a miss on that point. Such a musical ear. Hmm. I mean, I will say the little love Irish folk song. The little, the, the, there's a small amount of Irish folk song I've heard that you've introduced me to are all insane. You're just thinking of the one with the woman in the woods with the pen knife. That's the only insane yeah, one. The rest of them are fine. Because didn't your mom, used to listen, your mom used to sing it to you as a kid? Yeah. 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 The moral <laughs> of the story is never stick a pen knife in a baby's heart. That's a good lesson. I mean, did everyone else? Does everyone else know what this song is? Another you know, one like there was an old woman. She lived in the woods. We she love, killed, we she love killed her baby. Yeah, struck the pen knife in the baby's heart. That sounds more like an American song. No, then it'd be a gun. Let's not even That's get true. started on the guns. And sorry, what about the other songs? Do you remember I was I was singing Irish songs to William one day, and he was like, uh, "Do you have any that aren't depressing?" <laughs> so I sang, so I started singing him Molly Malone, and then I got to the second verse, and it's like Molly dies. Oh yeah, one of the first books Rosemary introduced me to. Was uh, that's J- not Irish? J.K. Nemison and N.K. Jemison. N.K. Well, listen, I, I was, I was, <laughs> I was very close. close. <laughs> uh, what was this? What it's, was the series? Uh, the uh, Broken Earth trilogy. Yeah. Literally, in the first page and a half, a baby dies. I say, we could say a toddler. It's not a baby, baby. I think he's talking, like he's babbling and stuff. Yeah, See? something like that. It was yeah, even worse. Scrant. Because then you formed a bond with that toddler. And I'm like, this is awful. Listen, Why? that's. That's irrelevant. It's nothing to do with Ireland. It does, because your Irish person recommended it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Remember I read you the nice legend of Cucullin the other day? How Satanta became Cucullin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he killed a giant Irish wolfhound. Okay. We're crazy. Mm-hmm. What was the last one? Irish songs? Oh, yes. the Irish songs are crazy as well. Oh, this isn't giving a good impression. Also, you apparently don't believe in leprechauns. Let's not. Please don't. I mean, I don't want to... People be, be like, oh, she's married to an American idiot. You are. All Irish people know about America is that Michael Moore movie where he like shows Americans to be really, really stupid. Which one's that? The first one. Can't remember what it's called. Oh. I mean... You know, a friend of mine went to America on her J1, like on her college 
summer holidays with another friend of hers and they were in a bar one night and they convinced an American guy yeah, that there's no Wednesday. Yeah, but I'm telling the podcast. Okay. They convinced an American guy there's no Wednesdays in Ireland because of the time difference that he believed them. That's you, the kind of legacy you, that you, you were, guys you were leave. also in a bar. They were in a bar. So? How intoxicated was this person? Irrelevant. No, totally relevant. Irrelevant. Have you seen the crazy shit people do when they're drunk? Yeah, I'm Irish. Okay, so then why would you think it's irrelevant if a person is very intoxicated that they would believe something insane like there's no Wednesdays in Ireland? You would believe less than that. Those reindeer in Santa Claus the movie looked very oh real. God. I'm sure I, I'm oh. convinced they were real in some scenes, just not in others. Yeah, like the first scene. And that's it. Okay, so do you have any good impressions of Ireland that you'd like to leave us with? Um, Why did you fucking marry me? Crazy like bland food, more crazy, sing crazy songs. Why did I marry you? Oh, I mean, sorry, sorry, there's, there's sorry. A, there's this, a list. Sorry, this wasn't. I like. I didn't mean that as an attempt to be like <laughs> gas me up on the podcast there. <laughs> Um, good things. Um, despite your very sarcastic nature, it seems that you are all very genuine from the four Irish people I've met. <laughs> you've also met Liam on FaceTime. That's true. And you've met my friends at my virtual That's hand. also true. That doesn't really count, does it? No, it doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, I would say we're all pretty genuine. But I think Americans are... Genuine uh... assholes. <laughs> Americans are genuine, but I think Americans also often trying to like give a good impression or, you know, trying to be their best selves, whereas Irish people don't really believe in that. <laughs> so that's kind of where the genuine thing comes in. Do you know what I mean? That like, we're all very down to earth in like, in the sense that we don't believe in like, bigging ourselves up, whereas Americans very much do. Yeah, you've talked about this. Well, I mean, yeah, different, different culture in that case. You know what I've... Sorry, just to, You haven't asked me a single question. Well, you don't stop long enough to ask well, a question. That's rude. You know what I... One of the things that I noticed... I know, I know why Beatrice has to constantly talk, because if she doesn't, you will just not stop. You know the things I first noticed? I was trying to ease you into your first podcast experience. One of the things I first noticed about you was we went to Starbucks one day, and we walked up to the counter, and the woman behind the counter said something like, Hi, how are you today? And you went... I'm doing pretty good. It's a really... And I was like, oh my God, what is oh, he doing? Oh, yeah. So, okay, that's not... Okay, that is definitely a Midwest thing. Midwest and maybe a Southern thing. I, so, story time. Um, I have some friends of mine. We go to a gaming convention in Indianapolis called Gen Con. It's a, a very large... A uh, gaming convention. Gaming just convention, in case you yes. missed that. A gaming convention called Gen Con. It's uh, one of the largest like board game tabletop conventions in the world. And Nerds. Oh, yeah, 100%. But... I will go up to the booths because they have the giant merchandise hall. And I will talk to these people who run the booths. Just like we're, you know, very friendly, you know, talking about how their day's going, blah, blah, blah. My friend Jason is absolutely horrified by this. He he is <laughs> he is so uncomfortable sitting oh, next to good. me. good. He sounds like me. <laughs> he is so uncomfortable the entire time. He goes, why are you so fucking weird? I'm like, no, this is normal. And so the, he was originally from New York. But he's, he's, the, other, the other three guys are all from the Midwest area. And they are kind of the same way as I am. They have no problem striking conversation up while Jason's it's, like... It's not, about, it's, it's not about having no... I have no problems making conversation if I feel that it's appropriate. But I'm just going in to get a coffee. I don't need to have a loud... And you know what the thing is as well? I don't need everyone else in line to know the conversation that I'm having. Um, that's just me. I know. It's so loud. Yeah. So loud. That's the one thing I would change about you now. 
You might be louder. <laughs> I would just just take it down just a little notch. Listen. What's the one thing you change about me? Um. I mean, there's also a list. <laughs> the one thing I would change about you. So one thing you learn about me is that I hate when I make plans. You're a stickler for plans. I'm not a stickler. It's different. When I make plans, it stresses you out. I will plan. For example, in the morning, so I go to the gym. In the morning, I will look at what the workout is that day, and I will literally plan kind of my whole afternoon around that particular workout. Um, if that workout gets changed or my plans have changed and I can't go, I get very stressed out. Like it, it, it it's almost an irrational annoyance. Well, I'm glad you see it's irrational. Yeah. The, the McCabe's, at least the two uh, <laughs> siblings, have a great way of making plans. And then at the last minute, like, you know what? Never mind. We're, We're not so going to do this. We're so spontaneous. Yeah, spont we yeah, just spontaneous. spontaneously cancel yeah, just our plans all the time. Plans. So I've just now come to the conclusion that when Rosemary says she's going to do something, especially with her sister, I just basically ignore it. Because it happens maybe 10% of the time. <laughs> you know what? I totally forgot to go to that knitting thing last night. Oh, yeah. You said you were going to go to that. Yeah, but also Atlas was sick. So I kind of, oh, yeah. I had been thinking early in the week. I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. Fair enough. Anyways, back to you and your sister not making great plans. So you, what you would change, you would make me less, less spontaneous. No, no. It's not less spontaneous. <laughs> but it is because I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, oh, spontaneously, I'm not. No, I feel like you're missing the point of being spontaneous. <laughs> Being spontaneous is not having the plan in the first place. Your oh, plan is there. Good point. I just don't want to do it then when it comes You're to You're like anti-spontaneous. I really hate spontaneity. We know. I know. Don't well, no, no. If you really hated it, then you would continue follow through with your plans. No, no, no. No, no, no. The thing is, so I like to have a plan, right? I, I, I would never be someone who'd be like, oh, let's just go out. We haven't been planning to go out. Let's just go out. No, that's not. Oh, well, yeah, that bugs the hell out of me. What does? When, like, spontaneous stuff like that. Unless it's uh, unless I'm literally not doing anything, like I'd like to have my whole weekend planned out if I can help it. I know you do. I know you like, do. I'm gonna do this at this time. Then I'm gonna do this. I know, and I like to have a nice chasm of emptiness ahead of me, and you don't. That's your whole week, though. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode <laughs> of Not Without My Sister, that just so happened to be Without My Sister, featuring Beatrice McCabe, featuring special guest Brandon Wallace, who will at some point stop moving around on the loud carpet. I can't help it. You'll stop now. We're just, we're just wrapping up. Perfect timing. <laughs> Brandon, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How does it, how's it feel? I definitely have a choice. I was pretty much told you're doing this. Okay. Thank you I, also. I, I did enjoy it though. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. You will get us on Instagram and not without my sister, individually at Rosemary McCabe and at Beatrice McCabe with an A in her Mac. Brandon is at... The Ogre, spelled D-U-H. At the underscore Ogre. <laughs> like duh <laughs> underscore ogre on Instagram our website is notwithoutmysis.com if you have any episode suggestions anything you'd like us to talk about please feel free to let us know and please do consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister thank you so much for listening bye bye Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity sound and original music by Don Kirkland and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen
Petrified, the horror fiction anthology podcast from a darker Ireland is back. Who's there? Petrified tells the chilling tales of ordinary people encountering the supernatural and their terrifying fates. Oh, dear God! Reverend Mother! CrimeReads.com said Petrified is extremely well-written, expertly produced, and brilliantly acted. Don't leave me here! Petrified, Series 2, out now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.